Life is pain, Highness. Anyone who says differently is selling something. From The Princess Bride. Hello, and welcome to the Ducks Never Waver Lunch Break, where you get food for thought and can rejuvenate to Sally Forth. He's Edwin, the brother. She's Megan, the sister. And today, we're talking about pain. Dun, dun, dun. Why are we talking about pain? We're talking about pain because we all have pain. Everyone deals with some sort of pain on a daily basis. But we often think that pain is only negative and doesn't make any sense. Philosophers have been trying for centuries to figure it out. And today, we're going to solve all their problems. Maybe. Definitely going to figure it out. But right here in a, in a 30-minute podcast. That's right. Okay. So to start off with, um, we have all experienced pain. I have more normal experiences with pain. And Megan, you have what is classified as chronic pain, meaning all the time pain. Mm-hmm. Um, and we can, we hopefully can now learn in this podcast how to manage it and also just to classify different types of pain. So let's start with what is pain. And all pain goes on a journey. So you, you first have the, the source of the pain. Um, f- for example, like you trip over the coffee table again, something I do a lot. Um, I remember being little and always bonking my head on the corner of this one coffee table we had. It, it was it was out to get. It, like Once I grew up and we'd have little children over, they too would bonk their heads. <laughs> it was like the best thing because it was like, I'm not the only one who's <laughs> stupid. Such a terrible table. It was, it was bad design. <laughs> so yeah, I got clobbered on the head again by the by the coffee table. Um, so that that pain in your head or your shin or whatever you you bonked that travels by peripheral nerves that carry pain messages to the spinal cord, um, and the spinal cord carries that up to the brain, and the brain interprets the messages and sends pain suppressing endorphins to the rescue. So that's a runner's high, right? Yeah, that, that can be a runner's. So you can have endorphins from a runner's high, um, but also like anything that is painful, your, your body's going to create endorphins to suppress that pain. Pain gets buffered about the brain and gets sent to a bunch of offices, if you like to think of it that way. Like processing centers? Yeah, exactly. It's like there's a whole like government system in your brain and it just like gets kicked around to different offices to deal with the thing and then eventually it gets sent back you know three months later is it like nobody wants to handle it pretty much pretty much it's just like everyone has to get their fingers on it as well okay well we gotta file taxes soon and and like is it kind of the same thing where you have this but we're not going to tell you what to do about it and you're just going to have to figure it out by yourself absolutely okay that's exactly what it is (laughs) but what's interesting about pain is that it's, it's mainly processed in the, the limbic system, and there's there's other parts involved as well, like the hypothalamus, and that's connected to the emotional side of pain. Like, it's, it's processed where you process your emotions. So you experiencing acute pain is the same as where you would process joy or anger or any any emotion. Is that, is that then why you cry when you're in pain? Like, you can't really control that? I think so. Okay. 
I think there's a, there's a physical response in that. I think crying also is kind of related to breathing and your body like kind of like kind of shocked because like you can cry from happiness, right? Because mm -hmm. like you're just overwhelmed. It's when your body's overwhelmed. Yeah. That you start producing those tears. So crying actually necessarily isn't a bad way to deal with pain. Well, I think it's interesting though, like when you're little, like every little bump and scrape you'd cry over because you're not that in control of your emotions so it makes sense to me that like as you develop more control over your emotions you develop more control over how your response to pain definitely and that's why you want to try to like teach children other coping mechanisms because like the crying can just escalate very quickly too and like mm -hmm. you said like you got to learn how to manage those emotions which is that why i think that like that whole suck it up mentality came into play because like there's like there's definitely that side to it right mm -hmm. like i i know it's very unpopular nowadays and not pc but there is a certain place you have to go to that just says that is reality and i think maybe that's the thing that people like deal with pain in different philosophical ways to get back to that our opening there and you can say the pain isn't real and like in a way pain is the most real thing you're going to experience it and like you gotta say like this is reality and you can't just avoid it but at the same time you also have to just realize that that's what is and you're not going to be able to just change it does that make any sense like you have to suck it up you have to suck up reality yeah i i think i i mean i would go through a more nuanced process probably uh i let's say you fall off your bike you first say ow and then you check if you're okay, mm -hmm. and then you affirm that you're okay, and that you you go through that that processing of this does hurt. Like I think it, saying like, and we'll talk about this more. Um, but something that I find very helpful is saying out loud where the pain is, saying like I scraped my knee. Mm-hmm. And then that helps your brain realize that it's not this cataclysmic end of the world situation, that it's, it's a localized thing that you can actually deal with. So once you acknowledge the pain, say where the pain is, you have to realize that the pain is, is there. So I, I do agree with you that like, it, it's not going away until mm -hmm. like, like you're going to have to have this healing process, right? Mm -hmm. So in that way, you, you do have to just suck it up. And that... Yeah, and you were just saying there that assess period. Because my experience with pain is like I almost cut off my fingers. I didn't feel pain at first. There's a good solid five minutes of not feeling any pain. In that, that first little bit, I didn't look at my hand. And almost once that period of assessment could happen and be like, oh, my fingers are still there. They're just, you know, horribly mangled and you're going to bleed a lot. And like that assessment is almost like what triggered the pain and then pain is really cool because like when that happens localized pain there's localized swelling and inflammation and that actually helps so the bleeding helps reduce infection and then the swelling cuts off the bleeding which keeps you alive yeah and that's the thing like i want to pain is actually and we're, we're going to talk about this more but pain okay. is actually oh no i'm jumping good <laughs> you are oh no oh no okay. come back come back um no but but pain like you said because it like your your body doing that is actually healing itself immediately your body is amazing at healing 
And so when, when pain is acute and when it's dealt with in a normal fashion, it's really good. Now there's diseases where the body basically just starts destroying itself. And that, that's a different kind of pain. Like that, that chronic inflammation can have adverse reactions. But like, like you're saying, like from like a cut or mm-hmm. nearly losing your fingers, which was Be- careless. Because, because I was doing... <laughs> things that weren't smart yeah that they'll have to be a story time we'll have to do that sometime but yeah you can you can and like we're talking about this and we're talking about remembering pain yeah and like you were saying like isn't the hypothalamus connected to to a memory too a little bit and like emotion yeah and the and the limbic system is where you like are storing all your memories Mm -hmm. and yeah what's weird about pain is that you can't ever feel that pain again Mm-hmm. But you have a very strong memory, usually of that of that pain. Mm-hmm. Like I have a very strong memory, but like like you're saying, you're not re-experiencing it because otherwise, right now, I, I would be gasping for breath and on my knees and and saying, "Mommy, mommy." Um, <laughs> I didn't say that. I thought it, but I didn't say it. And so that's actually really cool. Because you can remember it, you can act off of those memories, but you don't actually have to experience again. That time heals all wounds has a little bit of a little bit of truth to it. Yeah, that's a really good point. And how you, yeah, and and that you can and deal with the the pain, the emotional pain. There's ways of of coping with that as well, like with dealing with that. But it's it's really a miracle that you can't refeel pain because mm-hmm. you know if like, what's the worst pain you've ever been in well it's probably the last pain that i felt like mm-hmm. because like that's going to be strongest in my memory right mm-hmm. so like the longer time goes like you said like the longer time goes by the the smaller that hurt seems to get yeah i i think the pain that you are the most intense pain is the one you're experiencing right now the little the tiny little tweak in my back because i probably sat too much after jujitsu <laughs> it's just like <laughs> talking about inflammation after pain it's just probably your body's just like, eh, and then now 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 i look like a like a c because one side of my back is tighter than the other <laughs> thanks for sharing edwin <laughs> <laughs> hey, there's a lot more worse things i could share but no, like that's the. That's I the want thing. everybody out there in podcast land to feel bad for me. <laughs> I wanted a big sympathetic aww. Aww. <laughs> Poor Bubby. <laughs> okay, so uh, let's move this thing along. Okay, here. okay, let's, let's. So, so is pain good or evil? Like, can we put a moral judgment on pain? Yes. Oh, good. <laughs> I'm so glad. Well, the the word for pain comes from the Latin penalty, so it would seem that it's it's an evil thing. It's a bad thing. It's it's pain for a punishment. Boom, Megan dropping some etymology on y'all. It's my favorite. <laughs> I, I could go on about how it was like old English and French and blah blah blah, but you know, I won't go there. Okay. Good. Snooze fest. <laughs> Averted. So so pain does seem to be, at least on the surface, a penalty. So, like, you burn your hand and, like, you pay the consequences for your actions. you got to think about your actions. But but what's going on here 
is that's actually a good thing. So the penalty is a good thing. So you going to jail, you going to Hurtville for a little bit there, that's a good thing because you're going to remember not to touch the stove. <laughs> Wait, what? You go to jail for that? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> go to the jail in Hurtville. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay, and, I didn't get it. I'm sorry. It's because it's a rhythm thing. You got to keep up with me here. Okay. So... We, <laughs> sorry, but you're, you're going to have to pay that penalty. Yeah. And um, what's really interesting about that is we used to be a harsher people. And back in colonial times, back when people were called ma and pa, ma and pa would burn your hand on purpose so you wouldn't fall into the fire to save you. You would, you would pay that price to come out better. No, it's, it's, it's pain to protect them like i'm going to make you feel this hurt now so that you're safe later i mean for context too is they had these huge open hearths right that it, it's kind of very easy to fall into that yeah toddlers they 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 topple right in there you know? yeah like yeah they're learning how to walk and then whoopsie they're in the fire mm-hmm. so and it like it looks pretty and bright and you know how children are let's shoot children touch stoves yeah. Yeah. Like, and that's harder to reach. Like, yeah. they actually have to work at that one. Yeah. That's why a lot of times, little child's reaching up there, and you tell them no, they do it again, you little slap their hand a little bit. That's a lot better than them placing their hand on a stove and them actually having to deal with a second-degree burn that could get infected. So, like, I think sometimes we, we, have, we avoid too much pain, and then by avoiding pain, we incur... We incur this debt. It's almost like we're pushing off the penalty, you know? We're like avoiding the pain, avoiding the pain, avoiding the pain, and then someday that pain collector comes and goes boom and you're gonna you're gonna pay that debt. You're always gonna pay the debt. Yeah. No, that that really hits home for me as as someone with chronic pain, but I've actually only been dealing with it for about five years. But looking back on my life, I ignored a lot of symptoms. Now, I could put some blame on doctors who should have seen it coming. Um, it's a slow, <laughs> slow train coming. Yeah, exactly. They, they should have just, they should have said, okay, they should have dug deeper. But I also ignored, right? Because pain doesn't fit, quote unquote, doesn't, doesn't fit in the world, doesn't, doesn't seem to be acceptable. We mm-hmm. just try to ignore it, move on as quickly as possible, mm-hmm. avoid it at all costs, and that's that's what I was doing. Take your pills. Yeah, take drug your up. yeah dr- yeah medicated away and Apparently, keep like, going. I don't know the numbers on this, and like we could go into this later, but a thing where we're over uh, giving pain meds to children. We got like different kinds, of, like sweet little pi- uh, pills and gummies, even for for children. I. Our mom was against against ibuprofen. It was it was the devil's work, and we we never got like any owie was like okay you want to you want to bandaid and a kiss and like you're all patched up there go out there and scrape up again. So that was actually a good thing because we got functioning kidneys as far as I know. Mm-hmm. No, that's um I was actually listening to a pain medication specialist that uh, a pharmacist. Oh dear! What are the words? Anesth- um, Anesthesiologist. Yeah. Whoa. 
You killed it. Can you do that again? Anesthesiologist. You got, you got, to, you got to take a running start because if you start slowing it down, I can't say it. No, you killed it. Oh, good. One of those. Okay. He was, he was saying that despite, like, we, we know with the, the whole, like, morphine and all those pain medications that were over, like, the opioids were mm-hmm. over-prescribed. So we, we all are aware of that. But he said an interesting thing with those um, over-the-counter medication um, they're called non-steroidal anti-inflammatory drugs so th- that's your ibuprofens your tylenol, tylenol aspirin all that there would be a good chance that now they wouldn't pass fda clearance to be over the counter that they would be prescription and partly because with pain medication people self-medicate so much so they don't listen to the actual dosage that, mm. that they're going overboard. So it's like, take two, still in pain, take two, still in pain, take two, still in pain, take two. Oh, that's better. Yeah, but what what's funny is that it must be more of a placebo thing because those medications only work up to a certain level. Mm. And then they don't block any more pain. So taking more doesn't necessarily help with more pain. Well, then they start mixing, right? Typically? Yeah. yeah. And then that makes a difference, doesn't it? And I, I'm not saying, like, I mean, they're there for a reason. Like, if you're having short-term pain, mm-hmm. go for it. But the, the like, every, everything, like, the every little minor headache, every, you know, little twinge, um, going first for that and not other well, remedies. Yeah. Like, like, that. I think, I think like, um, my wife was just astounded with the first thing doing, the first thing to be able for a headache to just reach for a glass of water instead of an ibuprofen. They may be like, you got a 50-50 shot of curing a headache, which is with a glass of water, in my experience. Yeah. Yeah, or just even like doing a little light stretching. Because like that neck tension can cause headaches very quickly. And a nap. Always a nap. Like I just like <laughs> naps, naps with your feet up cure so many diseases. Oh, yeah. The, <laughs> no, yeah, totally. No. Like, like I say that a little bit tongue in cheek. And then. It was all like little. <laughs> <laughs> that was terrible. <laughs> then, <laughs> but if you're feeling run down, a little, little nap with your feet up feels good. It That's, does. That, that could be your tip. I think so. There's a, there's I think a tip so. coming up there. There, there is. Um, Ten so minutes away, but like we got we got cruise now to catch up. Cause we're, oh, we could just end it here. End it here? Yeah. All right, so my tip yeah. is... That if you're feeling run down and you're feeling the pain and the hurt of the world, take a little 20-minute nap, 10-minute nap with your feet up. Feet up because that actually helps move the blood from your feet back down to your heart so it can circulate. Which apparently is a harder thing the taller you are. So I'm 6'6". Six, six. Later on, I'm going to have swollen feet. So to avoid that and stay beautiful, I'm going to elevate my feet while I take a nap. Can't have cankles. <laughs> no, no, no cankles here. Not acceptable. I would say, like, for me, like, actually sleeping doesn't work, but I do agree, like, the, the laying down, getting, getting very comfortable and very still, I like to listen to, to rain noises, and I have a timer for 10 minutes, because I get very impatient, like, laying down, I'm like, okay, this is enough, I've rested, and I haven't, but for, like, 10, 20 minutes to actually just lay down, clear your mind, put your feet up, it's very, very helpful. What's your tip? That was my tip. No. no. That wasn't my tip. That was my tip. I tweaked yours. I added nuance and depth. Okay. <laughs> Fine, then. Would you like me to give you one? Yeah, give me one. Okay. Hit me. 
Ow, he hit me. <laughs> Too goofy? No? <laughs> I know. We got a tip for you. We got a tip for you that you can follow Ducks Never Waver on Instagram and the Facebook. The Book of Face. And you will find there many wonderful items, such as... Such as eco-dyed silk scarves. Oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. what does eco mean? Eco means that they are foraged botanicals. So things gathered from our kitchen, gathered from nature, all flowers and leaves and that beautiful stuff. And we preserve it onto silk. But, and the, the colors from those botanicals are imprinted on the silk. So you're saying eco as in ecological. Indeed. Okay, so so this is an all-natural process. Mm -hmm. There's no, like, funky chemicals, no, like, itchy things, you know? No like, itchy things, and all the, all the like, like, all the dye baths that we use, you can dump down your city water. Like, there's nothing harmful in them. You could, you could drink it like a tea, almost. I wouldn't, wouldn't go that far. You probably wouldn't like it too much. Okay. But it would be fine. Non-caustic. Yeah, you would be okay. The, the, the fishies are, are still happy with us. The fish are very happy with us. Because other companies, you know, you don't know what they're putting in there. No. And when you follow us on Instagram or Facebook, we go more into depth on how we actually make them. And we explain all of the flowers and the materials that we use. And you can see a little bit more of the process there. Silk is also very good um, for people with allergies. It has hypoallergenic properties and antimicrobial. So it's like most natural fibers, it has kind of like that self-cleaning property to it. And it's very, very light and easy to wear. And they're square, so you can wear them in dozens of wear ways. Like they're, they're 36 by 36, and I think you'll really enjoy That's it. That's inches. Yes. Otherwise, that would be a blanket. Yeah. Well, it depends, right? What what unit of measurement we're going to here? But we're we're gonna we're gonna keep it all American because it, it's made here, grown here, except for the silk. Silk apparently it's got to be imported, right? Yeah, it's a bit tricky on that one. Okay, they're gonna figure that out, right? Yeah, gonna grow it in California. Yeah, hopefully, I don't know. Because they can grow oranges in California. California is the place where you can grow anything. Yeah, we'll we'll count on California then. As long as it's just agricultural and not political. All right, folks, thank you for listening to us. Come back to learn more about whether pain is good or evil. We're going to be talking about Felix Culpa or the Lucky Fall. Stay quacky.